Anybody else want to do the intro this time? Yeah, bro. No, nobody wants to bring us in. All right. Hey, bro, fix it, man. Uh, we tried Colin one time, and this man just could not do it. <laughs> Kept stumbling over my words, bro. All right, here we go. What's going on, my friends? Welcome back to On the Hill. It is week five of college football. Um, did not expect the Clemson Tigers to be sitting at two and two on the year, but here we are. Somehow, still ranked twenty fifth. I think the AP poll is just on crack for having us ranked still, um, but we are rightfully below our ACC counterparts in NC State and Wake Forest. Um, I don't know when the last time I said BC was a big game was, but this is a big game this week against an undefeated ACC team. Um, I guess it was a big game last year because DJ was playing too, but it wasn't nearly as nearly as bad as it was this year. Um, so yeah, a lot to get into this week. Um, we got our pick'em. Jack is now in first, as he all made us aware of on Monday on our recap show. Um, so whatever there, but we'll get there soon. Got some really good games this weekend um, in a in a stellar matchup. A very stellar matchup this in the last game in our pick. I can't wait to get to that one. But uh, let's start with a couple of things we need to talk about. We didn't mention this in our recap episode on Monday, I don't believe, but this was hilarious. Kayvon Pope just quitting Ohio State at halftime. Wait, I didn't well, even ask you guys how you're doing. Hang on. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. Thanks for asking, Clark, by the way. But, okay. Yeah, the crown sits, crown sits heavy on the head right now, you know, on top of the game in the pick right now. And, uh, you know, we're, we have some good games. Hopefully, uh, crown stays on my head, but we'll see. Colin, how are you doing before we get into Kayvon Pope? My bad, guys. That's that's terrible for me. Oh, you know, so I'm doing all right. Excited to be here. Uh, glad to be recording another episode of the pod. Fired up as usual. Ready to get ready to get back and, and reclaim the throne. Uh, you know, a down week for me on, on the pick'em. But, you know, we'll be back and stronger uh, and, and make this comeback. All right. Well, sweet. Let's get into it. Um, I'm just like a I'm a predator stalking my prey in this picking right now. I'm sitting right where I want to the entire season, just staying right there in striking distance. And boom, week 12 hits and you're done. You're done. But uh, Kayvon Pope, let's talk about that. Tweeting out some choice words for Ohio State. Um, well, F-U-C-C. Didn't even spell it right. Didn't even spell it right. Um, as Cardell Jones once said, we ain't here to play school. We're here to play football. Um, what's the point of class? Class is pointless. So it runs deep there at Ohio State, apparently. But anyways, quitting the team, um, it appeared. And then he is actually relieved of his duties um, on Monday. So that's an interesting storyline. What did you take from this? Pulling the old uh, Vontae Davis, that Bills corner that just retired at halftime. Yeah. Maybe took some notes there. But uh, not really sure what exactly the circumstances were. I mean, uh, he's a linebacker, right? I mean, they're they're beating Akron pretty handily at, at halftime. I don't really understand what happened, but, uh, you know, quitters quit, man. What can you say? Ohio State, school quitters. Yeah, that's bizarre. Uh, Colin, it kind of reminds me of you in Riverside football. Yeah, I never quit during a game. I never quit. <laughs> <laughs> during a game. Little asterisks. <laughs> Thought about it a lot of times. Um, but, you know, there's definitely more to it. Uh, probably some frustrations boiling over with him and the program. Uh, but, you know, best of luck to him, I guess. He'll probably end up at a JUCO or something. I guess. <laughs> Doing that. Taking an old page out of Urban Meyer's book, you know. 
what a quitter that guy is. I'm telling you, it runs deep at Ohio State, apparently. But, uh, I mean, shoot, that's a – it was Akron, man. What could have possibly happened versus Akron? It had to be I know, just, just relax, like, man. Like, it's Akron. It's, it no need to, take week. it easy, man. <laughs> oh, just take it easy, man. Oh, we should bring back Drake and Josh. What a great show that was. Um, anyways, speaking of people leaving programs, um, did we mention Lin Jay is gone? Yeah, we've talked about that. On okay, the we did. Just want to make sure. We, that's, that's a tough scene. Tough sad scene. stuff. Tough scene. Sad stuff. Hate to see it. We do wish Lin Jay the best of luck wherever he goes. Um, sorry to see him go. Uh, don't know where he's going to end up yet, but he is in the transfer portal, and he's, he's, he's raring to go somewhere else. So hopefully – he goes somewhere that he can flourish, has a good offensive line, has a good play calling scheme, um, good running back there. Don't really know what happened here at Clemson, but hopefully he keeps his head screwed on straight and everything goes well for him. Um, last but not least, before we get towards this pick we got to talk about my football because P- P- well, P- Eli, <laughs> Peyton and Eli, Peyton and Eli are becoming must-watch TV. Eli just flipping off everybody with the double birds on national television this week, fellas. I thought that was astounding. Um, Talking about the differences between playing in different stadiums in the NFL, and it was the Dallas and Philadelphia game on Monday Night Football they were calling this week. So naturally, he uses these two stadiums as a comparison. He says, well, when you go to Dallas, you got people who who, who like to see, you might throw them a towel, say hello, give you a fist bump. But when you go to Philly, you got nine and 10-year-olds or 11 and 12-year-olds who are just flicking you off and giving you the double birds. And then he just does it on national television. Um, ESPN2, matter of fact, that's that's just a bold move, Eli. But I thought it was hilarious. Eli's the type of guy that just forgets he's on national television and just thinks he's in his living room with Peyton, just him and Peyton, and just does that. Great screenshot of all time. It's going to be quite the meme for days to come. Yeah, I mean, they're they're turning into must-watch television. you got to get the ratings up somehow. Um, you know, maybe we should do it here. Uh, you know, as an audio can't podcast, see us. <laughs> but you we're know, all double, we're all double birding everybody listening to this podcast right now. So get our listens up right now. I, th- I thought it was hilarious. Um, you know, he, he later went on to apologize on air uh, during the broadcast. So I think harm done. No, there's no harm done there, dude. That's just that's pure fun, man. That is pure fun. I mean, there may be some nine and ten year olds in Philly, Philly that had their feelings hurt, but you know. That's like just I saw a tweet where they're only contracted for 10 Monday night games. So you might not see them for a little bit. I bet they'll take a little break. They only 10 seems a little strange. They got a bye week. They, they still get a bye week. They're only contracted for 10 Monday night games. I think they, uh, I think ESPN was just trying to test the waters, but with how much is blowing up, they're surely going to get more, more games this year. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Must, it was probably the first 10 games. Yeah. Must, 10. Watch, must watch TV there. Um, Obviously much better than the regular broadcast with Steve Levy and Lewis Riddick and whoever else they throw on the booth with them. Oh, that is just painful. But anyways, um, Peyton and Eli never, ever fail to entertain. Um, college football, week five, fellas. It's a big week. Big, big week. We got some very good SEC matchups, too, to be exact. Got a cross-conference uh, matchup, well, independent and American Athletic Conference matchup. Um, and then we got probably the biggest game of the year that we'll get to later. But let's go ahead and get started here, fellas. Um, we can start with either one of these SEC matchups, but I'm saying let's go with the earlier one, and that would be Georgia-Arkansas. Is that at noon, correct? 8 o'clock kickoff at Georgia. In Athens. This is a 
interesting game. I haven't seen any news coming out from Arkansas. Um, they are 18 and a half point dogs in Athens, which that number jumps out at you. And you're like, Arkansas is ranked eight. How are they such big underdogs? But I've heard some rumors about Arkansas's quarterback situation being kind of in the, in the water. Um, apparently KJ Jefferson's a little hurt, but I haven't heard any news. Have you heard anything? Having myself, uh, KJ Jefferson, I mean, went healthy. He's a good quarterback, but yeah, yeah so, it's a trouble there. That could be bad. So this could very well swear. Both, both court, both teams are having, having injuries at quarterback. I saw, yeah. uh, George's quarterback has a chest injury still. So I don't know, man. I think JT's good to go. I think JT's playing though, like no matter what, but. Still, still interesting to keep an eye on here. So it's going to be tough to pick this one. Um, but apparently Vegas doesn't think it's going to be a close game at all. What do we think, fellas? Well, I'll lead off the pick since, uh, you know, I won 5-0 last week. No big deal. Um, but this is going to be a tough game. The fact that it's in Athens kind of just adds a whole other layer. I don't think they cover the 18-and-a-half, but I, I'm going to say Georgia wins this game. I think J, I have JT Daniels and Samir White on my fantasy team. No bias here. But uh, I, I think Georgia's going to handle Arkansas. If this game was at Arkansas, I think differently, but I'm going Georgia. All right. Fair enough. Colin, where are you going this week? Yeah, I'm going to stick with Georgia. Go with, the, go with the favorite, the big favorite. Um, Got to pick up some some wins here. Um, I'm going to request a, a broken heart emoji beside my pick here. Um, this has nothing to do with allegiances. I'm going to go Georgia purely based on the fact yeah. that, that I don't know. No, I'm just kidding, man. Not so fast. Just like we're not going low. Arkansas. Oh, not so fast. I'm going Arkansas, baby. Give me Woo Pig. I don't care I about the say the loyalty. I don't care about is... the water and the quarterback situation. It might be a little murky, but KJ Jefferson is going to lead her to the promised land in Athens. Let's go. Arkansas Woo Pig, baby. I'm sticking with him. 2 0 this year with him. About to be 3 0. Let's go. All right. That's probably one of the worst things I've ever done in my entire life, but you got to ride. I, I have to. Um, 3.30 kickoff, boys. We go to the other SEC matchup of the week. We got Alabama Ole Miss, 14.5-point favorites at home, Alabama are in Tuscaloosa. Is Ole Miss going to be able to keep up with them? What are we doing here, fellas? I've been loving all week the, the Lane Kiffin, Nick Saban. Uh, Nick Saban was on the Monday Night Show, Peyton Eli, you know, kind of just blowing some smoke up Lane Kiffin, you know. But uh, Lane Kiffin said, you know, I, I don't want any of that rat poison. A little, little Nick Saban quote right there, just taking it right from him. Uh, none of Saban's assistants have beaten him. I'm going to say on Saturday, that's going to change. Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin taking down old Nick Saban. Hot take. Ooh. All right, here's a game back for me. I'm riding with Bama. <laughs> that's literally – that's my only analysis. I'm going Bama because I want a game back, and I have to make up for my Arkansas pick. I love um, it. I love it. 23-0 and against his assistants – Saban's going to make it 24-0. Uh, I want to hear, though, are we going to hit this over of 79, fellas? That is – Oh, my gosh. 79. I, like, that's even more of a fun pick in my opinion. I think. Listen, Bama's going to score 50 in my opinion. So, Ole Miss, surely they can score 30, right? Sure. I'll always cheer for points. I'm going with you over there. Connie, you think they get that high, dude? See it. Get his Heiser voice right there. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> You've seen some uh they're, they're, SEC's not afraid to have high scoring games every now and again. So I, I think it could hit. Okay. 
this seems like that maybe that, that shootout game is not going to be the 9-6 or the 13-9 LSU-Alabama we're, we're used to seeing. We're going to see the shootout game. Yeah, they, they have a, a high-scoring game every now and again. They're not like the, the Big Ten where every single game is just ground and pound. That's true. Um, all right, so hopefully we get a game back on Jack there, Colin. That's, that was necessary. Um, all right, this is a very – like this might be the most fun one to pick. Cincinnati and Notre Dame. Oh, my word. My computer is going insane. Anyway. Huge game. Huge, huge game. Big implications for Cincinnati. Basically, the whole season on the line. And Notre Dame's coming off a big win against Wisconsin. Um, this could be a little, you know, a little trap game for them. But uh, I think since he's going to be playing too hard, they need this so bad to even be considered. First group of five teams actually be considered for the playoff since he needs this win. So I'm going to go Cincy. All right. I made the mistake of picking Wisconsin last week. Just dogged my, dogged my hopes. I think Notre Dame is just always a good program. Kyle, if you want, if you want any perspective here, I know it's not going to change your pick, but it's pretty much an even line. Cincinnati's favored by one. Notre Dame's just a good program. You know, they got they have the good offensive linemen and they always have some pretty good defensive linemen. Um this is a tough pick. It is a big game for Cincinnati. Um, but you know, I think ultimately Notre Dame's gonna take care of business. Um I'm gonna pick God, this is tough. I really want to cheer for Cincinnati here. Um that game back, two games back. Yeah. It's not. It's not exactly why I'm choosing Notre Dame, though. I don't know. I think I just think having home field advantage is so big in college football right now. And going to South Bend, I just don't know if Cincinnati's ever seen that kind of atmosphere. I guess they might might have seen it in the bowl game last year against Georgia, but still, that's a neutral field. Um, I know they can keep up with Notre Dame. I know they can play with Georgia. All these good teams. They're going to be a Big Twelve team soon. But I think going to South Bend, I think Cincinnati's going to take the L here. I'm going to go with Notre Dame in a very tight one, very very close game. Um. That is going to be a hell of a game to watch, though, fellas. Very fun game there in South Bend. Um, is Jack Cohn healthy, Jack? He's not. I believe Drew Pine is going to be starting that game. Ooh, interesting. All right. Well, I'm riding with Drew Pine then. Sounds good to me. I'm, I'm all for it. All right. Um, big Big 12 matchup here as well, fellas, for game four of our pick'em. Seven o'clock kickoff time. Um, a top 25 matchup here. Baylor and Oklahoma State. The, yeah, you know, the Big Bears 12's are kind of been half-point dogs, Jack, just so you know. Bears are three-and-a-point dogs. Hmm. Well, Big 12's kind of been, you know, a little bit forgotten, a little bit. Texas losing early, Oklahoma not looking at their best. But uh, these are two undefeated teams. Am I correct here? Yes, both 4-0, and yes. both right on the tw- edge of the uh, yeah, no, this, this could have some implications for the, you know, the Big 12. Baylor um, Oklahoma State, I mean, I'm going to have to ride with the home team here, Oklahoma State. they got a good quarterback in uh, Spencer Sanders. Uh, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State here. Do we lose Colin? Colin is very so. Colin. No, I'm, I'm still here. Oh, I hope he's trying to be here. All right, go yeah. ahead, Colin. We hear, we hear you, buddy. Oh. oh, all right. Um, yeah, is my oh, no, yes, no, maybe. I Wait. think we got we got gotcha. you still present. We got gotcha. you. 
All right, I'm going to make my pick fast before the internet drops out again. I'm going to go Oklahoma. Oh, no, Oklahoma State. Can you hear me? Oklahoma yeah, State. we got it. We got yes, it. Yes, we got it. We got Let's it. Go Oklahoma State, everybody. God, can you see the technical technological difficulties we go through every episode for this thing, man? This is unreal. All right. Um, we're going to have a clean sweep here. These are two teams I haven't had much of a chance to watch. But as Jack said, I'm riding with the home team, sticking with my gut here. I know it went Arkansas, but that's, I mean, got to go Arkansas on the road there. It had to. But I'm going with the home team here. Close game. Um, big, big 12 game. So I'm liking it. I'm going to OK State. Oh, this is the game I've been looking forward to all season, fellas. All season. Might be the game of the year. Um, better than any game Clemson will play this year. Better than any game Alabama will play this year. Better than any game Georgia will play this year. Vanderbilt, UConn. It is the toilet bowl of all toilet bowls. Hammer the under. Possibly the worst two teams in, in the power – well, in, in the FBS, I should say. Not, not the power five because UConn is not power five. But possibly the worst two teams in the FBS. Um, UConn 0-5 going on the road to face a Vandy team that has somehow scraped a win out. Just lost to Georgia 62 to nothing. Uh, they are 1-3 and, and are 15-point favorites at home. That is an astoundingly high line for how bad uh, Vanderbilt is. I guess that just speaks to how bad UConn is. Which way are we lead in, fellas? These are probably two. I would rather watch paint dry than watch either of these two teams. But now they're playing each other. I want to watch it so bad. I mean, this might be the only game I watch Saturday. I'm, I'm locked in on it. ESPNU, I'll be watching. But this is a can't lose. This is a can't lose for Vanderbilt. If Vanderbilt loses this game, they should be the SEC. So since it's a can't lose, I'm riding with my Vandy boys. Got a Vandy sweatshirt. I toured there in high school. Didn't go there. Too expensive. Doesn't matter. But I'm going to wear my Vandy sweatshirt. We're going Vandy. Jack, you're not going to be watching this game because it's at 7.30 and Arctic Hills at 7.30. But Never mind. I will be watching the score. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right, Vanderbilt, you got it. Okay. Anyways, Colin, what you got? Yeah, I'm going to take the team with with one win under their belt here, and we're going to go with Vanderbilt. <laughs> you got to go with the one-win team, man. It's just too scary <laughs> to go with the no-win no team. Oh, that's such a great analysis. I love it. Um, Yeah, UConn is so bad that I don't even know if they'll score in this game. Um, so I'm going with Vandy. I'm, I'm going with Vandy like – 27 to 3. It might be the worst game of all time. Let's go but doors, baby. Go doors. Go doors. Um <laughs> oh boy. Colin, that, that has me. That has me going right there. I'm going with the one win team. Anyways, good pick them there, boys. I think we got a solid spread there. Um do we have, we only had one sweep there, right, Jack? Two sweeps with Oklahoma State and Vandy. Oh, and Van- yeah, we which we, means yeah. uh Hammer Baylor and UConn, because that's the sweeps always get us. Well, those lines are a little we're not betting spreads here. We're taking pickums, all right? So you gotta remember that. So be careful with what you tell. That's but, true. That's true. And also, this is not gambling advice, but hammer the over in Ole Miss, Alabama. All right. Anyways, as we alluded to earlier, big game for the Tigers this week. Gotta get a dub. Have to win this game. I don't care how it happens. I'd prefer a blowout, but it's apparent that's not gonna happen this year. Um, we can't have a an offense that throws for 100 yards or rushes for 100 yards. It, it, it's something's – I don't know what's going on. Anyways, what do we have to do this week? 
Will Shipley's down, Brissy's down. Our entire defense seems to be falling apart, even though they're so great. Uh, what do we have to do this week to secure the win convincingly, get everybody's minds a little suited in Clemson, South Carolina? What are we looking for, fellas? I mean, I'll say it again. I've said it every week in the past. I mean, DJ, you got to step it up, bro. I mean, you you set the tone for the entire offense. That first touchdown against NC State, everybody's feeling good. We thought we were going to be rolling. And the very next drive, you putter out some just some sorry stuff. I mean, it really rests on his shoulders. I hate that the pressure does, but it's going to, and it needs to. He needs to step up his play. That's going to get the offense going. It's going to get the running game going. I mean, he's got to play better. Look, this is probably the most amount of pressure that Clemson football uh, has had on them in a long time. Uh, so, you know, some of those people that got a little too comfortable in their seats uh, are having to, you know, squirm a little bit. And, and that's not the worst thing uh, for any program. You know, I think it's fantastic. This is a – we're playing a Boston College team whose defense has yet to let up more than 20 points. With an offense in Clemson that has found it very, very difficult to score. Um, you know, I guess it's good. we're going to need a lot to win this game. A lot's going to have to happen. Um, you know, Maybe the play calling changes. I don't see that happening very much. Um, so, you know, I think the keys to this is DJ has to be willing to sit in the pocket. He, ha he has to just take a sack here or there. That's fine. I'm, I'm not going to fault you if you take a sack on first, first or second down because you sat in the pocket too long. There's nothing wrong with that. But if the pocket does collapse – you know, he's going to have to be able to, to move around and make the plays happen. That's what separates a good quarterback and a great quarterback. That's what separates a college-level quarterback from an NFL quarterback is being able to make the plays happen. And we haven't seen that yet. You know, we saw a glimpse of it and against NC State on some of the big plays. You know, it seemed like our biggest plays against NC State were, were him making plays happen. They weren't there. They weren't designed to be there. You know, it, it wasn't a designed play for that touchdown. He made, he made that happen. Um, that 20-yard pass, he made that happen. So, you know, we're going to have to see him uh, really make plays happen. Um, and then our offensive line, again, is going to have to – you know, we've we've had the luxury of having good enough skill players for our offensive to get away with a shabby offensive line for years now. Um, and that's just not the case anymore. Not right now, at least. Um, our offensive line is going to have to step up. They're going to have to continue to play hard and play through the whistle and make sure that they hold their blocks. Tight ends are going to have to block off the ball. If we're running these screens and jet sweeps and all this fun stuff, we're going to have to block tight ends and receivers are going to have to block off the ball. They're going to have to hold their block till the whistle blows. You know, there's there's been a handful of blocks that we haven't gone through the whistle that if we had would have, resu would have resulted in a lot of points. Um, and so we're leaving a lot of points on the board there because we're not blocking through the whistle. And then when we get into situations where we're potentially in scoring range, we have to capitalize and score. Um, 
you know, our defense is falling apart, it seems, by injury. They're just plagued with the injury bug right now. Um, and so it's really going to have to be a next man up mentality. Uh, but, you know, NC State, they, they, they fared pretty well. Um, and so they're going to have to keep, keep the pressure on and keep playing the, the way they've been playing. But, you know, this is a very, very hard game for us. Um, you know, I don't want to say that we're going to lose, but it's looking more likely than not that we could have our first uh, upset on homecoming. Uh, and and that hurts. Clemson Clemson since 1976 has won just about 90% of its homecoming games. Um, so you know we hope that doesn't happen. We hope that that Clemson responds, the players respond, the coaches respond, and we can we can bring home a dub. But I don't know. We'll see. It'll be an interesting matchup. Nighttime in Death Valley. Colin, last week you got us so fired up, man. I like the approach you're taking to kind of drum it down this week and get us in a lull so we can come out firing this week. But, no, I completely, completely agree with both of you. Um, I would love for DJ. It's 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 got to be DJ this week. That's the number one key. Um, has been for a while. It's got to be him. He's got to see more. I'd rather him, just like Colin said, stand in the pocket and get more than one read. Look off your first receiver if it's not there. And go to your other one. Don't collapse the pocket yourself. All right. There's been plenty of times where he's just taken off out of the pocket where he still had one. He just doesn't let it form enough or he doesn't step up. I mean, one more thing get... about DJ. Yeah, go ahead. He has to stop staring down his receivers. Oh my gosh. A 12 year old where he's going to throw the ball. Yep. 100% right. And, and that, that goes, that's kind of in tune with the whole get past your first read. Maybe don't look at your first read first look the other way, and then turn. It'll still be there. You've got great wide receivers out there. You just got to let it develop. But, uh, yeah. But I was going to say, we, we have some talented wide receivers, but, man, they have not been getting separation. I mean, we can't rely on Justin Ross, I mean, every single play. I mean, we got EJ's got to step up. The guy's got to step up. We got to see a JoJo on the field. We really, EJ we might really, not really be playing the first half of this game. Well, because of what happened last week. That is true. But we really got to expand these route trees, get these receivers open. I mean, it's just been basic stuff, and defense has been able to cover it all day long, which is hurting DJ. Also, it's both it goes both ways, but we need yeah, receivers got stepped up too. I, I know part of DJ's play is a product of the play calling and the product of the routes we run. And when you take away everything inside the hash marks from DJ, it's really hard because then he's throwing either across his body or he has to open wide open or open way up and throw that way too to that to the right side. So you got to be able to to let them get separation over the middle of the field, and it, and it creates a lot of confusion with the defense if you're running over the middle of the field and outside. Uh, they don't know which way you're going, but if they can just cover you outside, shade you outside, then you're screwed every time. So, God, please don't run more than five screens on Saturday. If I see a wide receiver screen in the first drive, I'm going to punch the wall. Because look, wide receiver wide receiver screens are fine as long as the guys block through the whistle. That that's what's been our biggest biggest issue with those is guys just not blocking through the whistle. Yep. But you know what? Gloom and doom aside, it is homecoming. And we are playing a night game in Death Valley, one of the most electric environments in all of college football. The fans are fired up. We're playing 4-0 Boston College. 
And I think at the end of the day, the people that have been squirming are going to be excited and be fired up and want to make a statement. And I think the players are going to want to do the same. Um, so, you know, let's not, let's not just be too, too downtrodden. We're going to get fired up. We're going to, we're going to bring home a dub. Everybody's going to be, the stadium's going to be rocking and we're going to make this elite Boston college defense look like a, uh, a sieve. Let's go, Colin. Reason to be fired up. It's it, if you're, night game in Death Valley. There's every reason to be fired up now. Homecoming, the chips on the shoulder. Dabo always plays better than chip on his shoulder. I mean, this is a must win. Must win. Can't lose. Whatever you want to call it. It is. The boys got to play. It is. Hundred percent night game in the valley. It's going to be a fun one. Um, Boston College is a scrappy team, dude. I don't care if they're zero and four or four and zero or two and two or gave us a scare last year. They will always give you everything because they're just a chippy team, man. They're big up front. They win the line of scrimmage. They run the ball down your throat. You have to be able to stuff it. It's going to be tough this week without our two defensive tackles. But, hey, it's going to be a fun one. Night game in the Valley is always fun. It's going to be loud. It's going to be a good time. Need to get a win. So, let's have a good one. Um, Score predictions, fellas. Let's do it. We're 15-point favorites, but good God, if anybody says we're going to win by 15, then – I don't know what you're smoking. I'm going 24 to 14 Tigers. I was going to go 24-17 Tigers. I think it's going to be a close one, low scoring, defensive. I got a, uh, I got 17-14 Clemson Byfield. All right, All right. I like it. We're playing a reverse jinx here, fellas. But don't let them know that. Um, all right, last words. Let's wrap it up. All right, boys. Hopefully, I stay atop the mountain of Pickham. Uh, next time I speak to y'all, but maybe not. Who knows? We'll see, see where the cards lie. But uh, I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for a good night game. Good good day tailgating. It's homecoming. Everyone's going to be happy, hopefully. Good good vibes going. But uh, we'll see you Saturday in the Valley. Look, we're excited. I like my I like my picks in the pick this week. It's a big chance to come back. Come on, Get back on, on top. Uh, you know, at least tide lead. Um, but, but you know, we're we're fired up. We're excited. As as bad as things have been, we are excited for Clemson football. We have a night game in Valley. It's homecoming. There's nothing better. People are going to be tailgating all day. The girls are going to be fired up. The fans are going to be fired up. The players are going to be fired up. I'm fired up right now. I'm jazzed. You know. But as always, thank you guys for listening. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your neighbors. Tell your pastor. Tell the homeless man down the street. Follow us on Instagram. Spread the word. Keep those listens running up. We love it. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Dabo and the football team uh, dropped off pizzas at the homecoming floats last night. I want to make it clear that Brian Brashe was walking around, so I better see him on the field. He may not have been moving fast. He was walking around, though. So Should be walking around the practice field, not the homecoming floats, but that's a whole other conversation. Well, Tony Elliott and DJ were not there, so there might be a positive in that. They better be in the lab grinding. That might be what that might have been what they're doing. And we're gonna that's what we're gonna go with, Jack, because we're gonna believe that our team does that. They're working to get better right now. It's gonna be a good one in the valley. Let's have a day, fellas. We got a long day of tailgating, longest one this year so far. It's gonna be a nice brisk 77 to 80 degrees all day. Get your tailgates in, get your beer and get your food, and go into the game loud and proud. We need the we need the stands this year or this weekend. We need them bad. We need the fans there. We need to be 
be cheering on hard because we got to get a win this weekend, fellas. But uh, as always, thank you for listening. This concept follows on Instagram. We're posting on there. Pick'em goes there every Friday. Um, you can follow us there and uh, track us along with the Pick'em. Watch Jack fall from grace with Arkansas and Woo Pig take down Georgia and Athens this week. It's going to be a fun one, though. Let's go, Tigers. Peace out. Love you guys.